hell is Kennedy saying over there? He was wondering. He was wondering why he couldn't hear you, but your mic wasn't on. That's yeah, why. your mic wasn't on, and my mic wasn't on either. Kennedy, <laughs> welcome back to the show after your little vacation, wherever the hell you were last week. Never you mind. Got Dirty Derek here as well, and we have one hell of a Beer Geeks Radio Hour for you this week. We have some fine tasting to d- take care of, as well as a fine author going to be calling in here in a little while. Uh, he is the author of Vintage Beer, uh, Mr. Patrick Dawson. You'll be talking to him within 15 minutes, or at least Dirty Derek will, and he's going to share some of his uh, fine understandings, the world of craft beer. And what else is he going to talk about, Derek? Anything else? Well, we're going to be getting into aging beer today. How did we, it's something we've been right. talking about periodically through, pretty much since we started. So right. we're going to really get into... Uh, this is that vintage beer is actually the book on aging beer properly. Cool. So we're gonna really get into all those people out there that want to have a cellar and all that fun stuff. Cool how beans. To, how to do that? We got Billy Goat, Billy Bear coming in from <laughs> Backyard <Goat>. Ale House. <laughs> He'll be staggering in after his long Friday night, but you know how they rock at the Backyard Ale House. Uh, he'll be in to taste some beer and tell us what's going on there, as well as um, we got this cool giveaway, being that we are going to speak with this author of Vintage Beer, Mr. Patrick Dawson. We're going to give away a copy of this book, and you said, Dirty Derek, that this is one hell of a fine piece yeah, of reading. It's, it's, I actually uh, got a copy read for myself and awesome. perused it. And there's, nice. It's a small book and it's really easy to read. I know uh, some of our listeners yeah, are not fans a lot of reading. Of pictures. <laughs> there's a lot of pictures. There's a lot of good pictures. So, John, thumbs up, bud. <laughs> it's easy to read. Can you, who can peruse it like Derek? Uh, I don't know, man. So oh, he's I'm, quite, I'm the, quite peruser. the peruser. <laughs> All right, we got a new Belgium brewing glass for you, which is going to make you look semi-important when you're yeah. drinking out of it. And you can win that today on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. So a lot of stuff to look forward to, and you never know who's going to come stumbling in from the hallways here at <laughs> Wonderful Intercom Communications. Right, Dirty Derek? Right, there's always people just wandering around in there. All right, man, before we speak with Mr. Dawson, why don't you... Uh, Pour the first glass, Derek. Sure, we got this going. This is from uh, Allagash Brewing Company up in Maine. Uh, they have a quite the reputation as being a fantastic brewer of many Belgian ales. And what this is, this is their Golden Brett. So I wanted to kick this off getting into aged beers. The other thing, too, a little preface before we get into all the beers. Every beer that we have this week is at least a year aged on it. Uh, some of them are one's four, one's six years almost on there. So we got, we got some aged beers. What he's trying to say, Freddie, is old is not bad. <laughs> Okay, right. That's well, John's that's mantra every well, day. <laughs> Thumbs up, Kennedy. All right, all right. Oh, this, Kennedy, this, don't be all upset. I didn't see you last week. You got your I new, know, but listen, you I, heard new, what, I heard what you guys are talking. I'm going to hold back for a little while. What? No, hold no, talking okay. about what? Your that's Huey okay. Lewis haircut? Because you're Huey right. Lewis lookalike? So Whatever. This is, this is Golden Brandy from Alex <laughs> This, this is one. They actually aged it in some oak barrels and uh, has Britannomyces added to it. And I wanted to kick this off with the, the aging because Britannomyces is something that uh, really holds onto a beer and helps it age for a very, very long time. Some will uh, talk to Patrick about, but a lot of the sour style beers can age. Some of them, for the finer ones with the, the, the more amount of bacteria and stuff added to it, can go you know, 20, 30 years you could age some of these things. So, I mean, that's really with the Brett, you're going to get that sour characteristic, which is really what you come through with this. It's got that nice golden color to it. Uh, they they uh, brewed it. It's kind of more of a Belgian golden with some Brett added into it, so it gets a little bit of a sour kick. So this is one, if you haven't really had sour beers, this is a good one to try. I mean, really, any of the sour beers that Allagash puts out are, are absolutely fantastic. This and, is magnificent. This yeah. is really, and, and like you said, uh, I think that a lot of the sour beers um, come from the, the 
aging in the barrels, that's one way that they make a lot of these sours and, and the, the flavor that it gives the beer. It's, it's different than other kind of styles. If you're an IPA guy, if you're a stout guy or that kind of stuff for pale ale, this is totally different. And if you like a sour flavor, a tartness yeah. in and there. Well, what's great with sour beers, uh, I actually, I'll, I'll plug myself because, you know, I'm shameless. <laughs> this week in the weekend, I did an article on sour Shameful. beers talking about, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, no, within sour beers, really the the style is not one set thing. Technically speaking, any beer can be a sour beer. The, the issue is it's not going to really taste that great. Mm-hmm. Some of the some of the styles you're not going to want to have that. The the conflicting flavor characteristics are not going to be too enjoyable. I mean, standards you have you know a lot of the the Flanders or things like that are it's characterized as an American wild ale for some. But really, a sour beer can be anything. It, it's what adds to that flavor is, you know, Pediococcus, Lactobacillus. Don't be cursing like that. <laughs> or Britannomyces are the ones that truly come through and give those characteristics. It's really just you add bacteria into it. And a lot of that comes through from the oak barrels and things like that. And that's what you get out of this. I mean, you get, there's a little bit of hint of the oak in there, but it's not uh, really pungent coming through or anything like that. But you get a lot of those really nice sour characteristics. And it's 7.2%, but really drinks more like almost like a 4%. I mean, it's, it's really light on the tongue. And That's what some people may not know that, you know, these breweries, that when they get into mixing these kind of flavors, they have like these, uh, you know, uh, Guys that with degrees in all these sciences of microbiology and everything to put this bacteria in to make it. And people think, oh, no, you just put it in a barrel and, you know, cook it up and it, then it's beer. But these guys measure the specific amounts of, of bacterias and things in there and to add them in to make certain flavors up. And it's kind of a quite an art and it's exact science to try to make it the same every time when they make these batches. Yeah, a lot of those, like the, the Rodenbach or things like that, a lot of them are blends. So you really have to have, almost as like a winery has a master blender, you really need to have something like that when you're doing straight sour beers. And a lot of breweries don't like to do sour beers in their brew house or they have a separate area because when you introduce these bacterias into the brew house, it can really go crazy and you can wind up having a lot of sour beers that you don't intend to be sour <laughs> because they're hard to clean. Accidental out sours. <laughs> yeah. It, it's hard to clean some of these some of these bacterias out of the equipment. So it gets a little difficult. But, I mean, it, you really have to know what you're doing. You have to be very careful. Like when we had uh, Mike in from uh, Nimble Hill. You have to be careful spreading your bacteria. <laughs> that's the bottom that's line. The, that's where you're the, the takeaway from today. Right. Well, we talked to Mike about that because we were saying about introducing that into the brew house, even with Breaker Brewing because they, they right. had done a sour. It, you have to really manage it. A lot of them will start out smaller and doing little small batches before they are willing to do that because some, some breweries that do it have a whole separate brew house dedicated to doing sour beers because they don't want to introduce, they don't want to cross-contaminate anything. So do people have to wear like hazmat suits and stuff like that <laughs> when they're brewing beer because they're handling a ton of bacteria? It's kind of like going to a gentleman's club or something. <laughs> oh, oh, man, oh. That was bad. Why uh, did I do that? that? We, we were going what's up right? and we what's, quickly crashed. What's wrong with me? What time is it? Mm, what's wrong with me? Less than 10 minutes. We're in. I say that Damn every it. week. What's wrong with me? Good morning, me? folks. <laughs> All Hope right. you're enjoying your breakfast. I'm just going to shut up until Mr. Dawson calls. <laughs> but this is uh, from Allagash, which is, uh, like Derek said, everything I've ever had from Allagash is top-notch stuff. You really can't find it around here anymore. They've uh, kind of pulled back and are not around. Uh, maybe they'll come back someday soon. We're hoping to see Allagash back on the shelves of uh, Northeast PA. But uh, if you get a chance to find any of the Allagash beers, mm. definitely a great, great beer. Yeah, and then, you know, just having this, this is this is actually brewed from last year. I think they only did, this is the only batch that they did of this one was, I think last May they did this batch. And this is the only one that they've done of this. But, I mean, it's it's fantastic. If, if you might, I mean, this is one you might see sitting around on a shelf somewhere. So, I mean, pick it up if you see it. If you're a fan of Sours, the Golden Bread is definitely one. It's, it's top-notch to try. So... 
It is available locally if you wanted to pick no, up this. No, Al- no. Allagash is not. They're not around in the anymore. Oh. Yeah, they're not in our immediate Philadelphia, area. Oh. Philadelphia or other okay. states up in New England. So when you mean if you see it laying around somewhere. It's an accident. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Alrighty. Good to know. I just want people to know. Right. Yeah, you, can't, you can't really get this. We have people listening all over. So, hey, if, That's you, see it, if you see it sitting around on a shelf. <laughs> How the hell did you get At it? your friend's house. Just yeah. pick it up and yeah. walk away. Just take it. Tell them Derek told you to steal it. Oh, that'd be a Kennedy gig. He'll grab your bacteria and run <laughs> oh he's so, gonna get it oh what kennedy what you <laughs> know waiting. something I'm, I'm kennedy waiting. do you know something that I'm you're waiting. waiting to unleash that's all right i don't know what the hell you're talking about i'm just happy to see you you're my boy and here you're all getting hard getting all up in my candy wanting to unveil something or whatever i don't know but it's good stuff so is this beer yeah, it is, and I can tell you guys, uh, mm. uh, you know Derek's not messing around when he brings himself a vat of water to go along. <laughs> I brought some water and pretzels And pretzels today. to neutralize the bacteria. Yeah, we're, we're getting a little uh, higher in the alcohol today. The next one's 15%. So Dang! We're, gonna, we're getting up there. Y'all save that for Billy Go- <laughs> Billy Boy when he comes on. Good morning, in. Vietnam. Well, this is, wow. What I wanted to really showcase with this was getting into, if you're going to be aging, one of the things, like, I want to talk to Patrick about the, just so people get understandings of uh, standards to look for. But if you see anything with Britannomyces, it's a good beer to age. It has that in there. Um, we've talked a few times on, on here before about Oma Gang right. did a Wild at Heart. And they're, they're one of many breweries that have done this, but they, it was 100% used Britannomyces. So it, it can age. That, that is a beer that can age probably, I would say, almost 20 years. Wow. Um, I have a bottle I'm cellaring now and just kind of hanging on to it. Because Britannomyces, the way it is, it doesn't break down the way yeast will. So from the dumb guy, Derek, yes. people are brewing this beer and then they're sitting on it for years. Some people are, yeah. Okay. And, and a lot of the breweries, what they're doing too, is that they'll, they'll hold back a fair amount of these beers okay. to be able to age. And they'll do side by side so that they can get an understanding. So when it's aged, it's bottled first, then aged. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they'll, they'll sit on I mean, some, I mean, some of the sours, they'll actually it'll they'll have it sitting there aging in barrels or things like that before right. they bottle. Um, but a lot of the breweries, when they're having stuff to age, they'll have it sitting around the brew house somewhere. Like mm-hmm. when we talked uh, to um, Drew from from uh, with the, the collaboration beer that he was right, stung, right. and he mentioned that they had a lot of last year's boot stout sitting around. Breweries will do that. They'll sit on beers for a long period of time, and they'll periodically sample them to see how the beer is doing so they can get an understanding of how the beer is aging for them for their brewing process that then they can then go back and reformulate. And they know what ingredients are in yeah. and how much they put at what times. What, what things are dropping right. out when and if they want to highlight something, if they want a flavor to last longer, they'll change things up. So, I mean, that's really what they're going to be doing is just getting into all that. So, I mean, it's, it's a real science involved with trying to pick apart something for that. Cool beans. What else do we have over there? We have a few different uh, oh, yeah. high-octane uh, brews today, don't you, Derek? Yeah, the, the one we're going to be breaking out next is uh, the Old Stock Ale from Don't North break Coast. it out yet. No, Just no, tell us a little bit about it. It's yeah, That's an old ale. It's, I can't have you guys tasting two beers in one segment. I'll be oh, mopping oh, you up oh, later. And there's a whole lot of bacteria over. over there. God knows what Kennedy picked up on his vacation on me, top of that. Me like me some rocket fuel. <laughs> yeah, so that's the next one. It's so if uh, if the show quickly goes off course, no, was, that'll never happen. <laughs> no, that never happens. If the show quickly goes on course, that's an accident that might happen. That could happen it's on cool. an accident. You know what I want to talk about before we take this break? While we're waiting for Mr. Dawson to call here, uh, we got we have some really cool giveaways for the next couple weeks oh, here. Yeah. 
on the show. And I'm very, very excited about that. I don't know. Maybe Derek is going to give you some hints on the Facebook page this week. But if you're down into some killer craft beer swag, we have it here at the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. And I want to um, I want to remind you again, any of you home brewers out there that would like Dr. John and Dirty Derek to check out your brew, we can do it live on the show here. We're looking forward to doing that. I want somebody, I got people that are, they're calling in, they want to do it, but they don't walk past that line. I don't know what could be holding them back. (laughs) Is it a fear that maybe you boys won't like their brew? Is it a fear that, I don't know. What could it what could you just got to slap it down on the table sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You got to slap it down on the table. That's how. <laughs> and just leave it out there. Derek to wants to drink it off the table now. Okay. Outstanding. Well, on that note, we're going to pay some bills, take a short little break. And when we come back, um, I guess it's that rocket fuel they were talking about over there. They're yes, going to crack that open, pass it around the room. We might even grab somebody off the street. I don't know. You're listening to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on the Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. Hear us poor. We're coming right back. Today and every Saturday at Cooper's Seafood House in Pittston and Scranton, get two dozen you peel shrimp for just $5.99. Plus, enjoy live entertainment. Tomorrow, get steamed clams for $2.99 a dozen. Cooper's also has half-price drafts and buckashuck oysters every day from 5 to 7. Cooper's Seafood House in Pittston and Scranton. Members play $200 on us only at Mount Airy Casino Resort. Now through September, sign up for our Players Club, play your favorite slots, and we'll cover your losses up to $200. And that's just the beginning. You'll get exclusive benefits like discounted or free rooms, great deals at our restaurants, and much more. Join today and play $200 on us only at Mount Airy Casino Resort. Legendary fun. Visit MountAiryCasino.com for more details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's pouring rain. It's real dark outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain, you don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever going to have my title, U.S. Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this. I was just thinking, I'm so close. I'm so close. And when I I finished, I was like, I'm done. I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me straight in front of me, put her arm on my shoulder and said, good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. Hi, I'm AJ, inviting you to visit Kemp Pollock Platinum Certified, your hassle-free, full-service dealership with hundreds of vehicles available and on-the-spot financing. Make Kemp Pollock Platinum Certified on Route 315 in Pittston your first and last stop. KempPollockCertified.com. Steve Pronko Diamonds, a tradition of fine jewelry since 1928, is honoring one of their own with the largest celebration in their history. After 41 years, Dave Pronko is retiring. But before his son Nick leads Steve Pronko into the next era, Dave will offer their exquisite bridal designs, color gemstone jewelry, watches, and more for discounts of up to 70% off. It's Dave's spectacular retirement event at the area's most experienced and trusted jewelers, Steve Pronko Diamonds, 817 Boulevard Avenue, Dixon City. Opens Monday through Saturday at 10 a.m. As a referee, I pay attention for a living. 
While I'm busy watching the game, I need your help keeping an eye on the stands. If you see something suspicious, make the right call. Tell a law enforcement official. If you see something, say something. It is used with permission by the New York Metropolitan Transportation Authority. We're back here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Sports Hub 102.3 and BC Sports Radio. Hope all's going well, everybody out there. And I hope you're enjoying the show. If you're just joining us, show this week is brought to you by Celtic Cabinetry in Millwork, rear 205 Broad Street in Pittston, the perfect man cave, custom cabinetry. You're looking to do an addition or maybe you have a new build coming up. You want to be styling, you want that personal sanctuary you so desire, my man David at Celtic Cabinetry and Millwork can hook you up big time. Let them know where they got to go to take a look at that showroom and that wonderful portfolio of Crazy David. You can give them a call at 570-654-1461 or you want to stop by and visit. It's rear 205 Broad Street in the old Pittstone, Pennsylvania. And I'll tell you what, it's so so much fun just walking through the showroom. My opinion, he is quite the woodsman. Would that be it? No, woodworker? Woodworker. Woodsman, woodsman he would, he'd have a... Uh, he'd be Davey shooting Crockett. Things. He'd, have, he'd be he'd like Davy Crockett. a beard and an axe. I bet <laughs> David can pull off he could. a Davy Crockett-type character. He'd look cool with a coonskin cap. <laughs> he would. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Hugh Lewis. <laughs> oh. oh. I'm sorry, Hugh. Next. All right. <laughs> it's all good stuff. All right, you have rocket fuel over there. I know Kennedy's all excited about drinking it. So uh, <laughs> I'd love to see Kennedy at 1030 tonight. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. oh, man. No, about seven. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I wouldn't even get, wouldn't right, give him that much Kennedy. time. All right, what do you got, Derek? Well, th- this is from North Coast Brewing. This is their old stock ale. Now, this is one that, that's pretty widely available, but what this is, this is their seller reserve. Now, what they do with this one is they actually will seller it, like as we talked about, they'll seller this at the brewery and hold on to it and hold it back for a little bit and then release it. But it's actually also, it's aged in brandy barrels. Now, this gets up to, this is this is 15.2%. Damn. Giggity, giggity. And what this is classified is as an old ale. So what this is is just, you know, as it says, it has right. those characteristics. It's an aged beer. That's the characteristics within this. But this takes on, I mean, this is, I was saying to John when we were first pouring this, this is one of those beers that, and I wish we could uh, devote pretty much like a, a half hour or an hour right. to just this beer because right. the, the complexities within this one are, are just unbelievable. And uh, it, it's just such an easy drinking beer. 15.2% to, to not have any alcohol heat is quite the feat wow. to have because usually when you're getting into this, it has that kick to it that you Dang. just, it, it, it'll burn on the back end. You get like nothing out of this. Oh, you get something, but it's well, not I mean, that. I mean, yeah. I mean, as far as alcohol. So there's no burn at all, no, there. It's, it's, it's smooth. At 15%. Yeah. This is rich, complex, yeah. malty, fruity, all at the same time. There, there's just so much going on. I mean, you, you initially you'll smell like it'll be like cherries and cocoa and all these red fruits will kind of come through. But then when you're sipping it, it takes on, you get some of that brandy characteristic coming through. But it has. And the sweetness is wow. all the way through it, but it's it's mixed. It's, hey, it's smooth. Hey, boys, look what the cat drug in. <laughs> 
Hello, hello, hello. What's up, Billy boy? <laughs> Good morning, Billy, Bill. Go. What's up, boys? How's From it going? Backyard Ale House in downtown Scranton on Linden Street, man. He must have had one heck of a good night, but I'll tell you what, you're bushy-tailed and smiling this morning, buddy. Yeah, well, you got you to gotta represent, you <laughs> yes, know? you do. You <laughs> have to represent. <laughs> Definitely do it. He brought his own bucket with him, too, Derek. That was for the ride down, I think. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is Brody's, right? All right, Billy from Backyard Ale House. What do you got there? What, now, wait, first, you, you're having a drink. Um, I know you shoved your nose in the glass already. Uh, Derek had one poured for you before you even finished finished in the door. Was that Dr. John over there? We're prepared. Yeah, we we we're prepared for you, Billy boy. I like to I like to see that. It's beautiful. Did beautiful you take stuff. a drink of that yet? This is delicious. Awesome. This is yeah. It, it is. It is. It does remind me of. Uh, it's a sipper. Okay. That's probably the best way Definitely. I can put it. It's a sipper. Uh, by looking at the contents in the glass, I would have to be safe to say it would probably start my lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like this something. Is, this is start a jet engine. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Derek, what, what are you looking at over there, buddy? I, I'm checking emails and Get stuff. Get off the phone, Derek. Oh, we're, at, we're on the show. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. We're all ready to go here, right? Yeah, we're, we're good. Billy boy, good to have you here, it's man. good to be here. Thanks. Excellent, man. I know you had a little running around to do the past couple weeks, but you're uh. back with us now. Stop in and see Billy boy, Billy Goat. He is hanging out at that backyard alehouse on Linden Street in downtown Scranton, and he brought a bucket, but we'll get to what we got going on. You need a writing utensil. I do. Writing utensils galore. Here, here you go. Watch. Don't poke your eye out. Uh, wow, look at this. You know, I've heard things about You asked, and you d I deliver. <laughs> so what do we got going on? now, man. What else do we want to talk about this rocket fuel here before we um, lay too much into uh, Billy Goat, Billy Boy over here? Well, I'll tell you what, one thing that's really neat is I actually, um, uh, when I was in college, got didn't live too far from Fort Bragg, California. Oh, cool. So I got to poke into the brewery, North Coast, quite a, quite a few times. So Lucky you. Yeah. Wow. It, it was, it, it's in a, you know, Fort Bragg's a small little town, a community right. of about 5,000 people. So, um, you know, the brewery kind of dominates the, the downtown area, but absolutely terrific. That's excellent. Good yeah. times. Good to know that, man. The, the brewery is really well known for their old Rasputin. That's kind of the one that really put them on the map with a lot of people to know. And, uh, you know, the old stock ale is one that once people have, they're very familiar with and they absolutely love this beer. But, you know, the old Rasputin, Rasputin is the one that you really see around now, everywhere. When you have this one, you go for the right. different years. That's yeah. what Derek and I were yeah. talking about on the break was, you know, I think I've had 2012 and 13, but not the 11. Very interesting. Yeah, this is a great one if, you, if you're going to be aging that you can really do a nice side-by-side, -side and, and it'll hold up for a long period of time when you're getting into this kind of high alcohol. Wow. So 15 what, point two percent you said? 15, let me get that right on the nose. I'm 99% sure. Where are we at here? 15. He's trying to peruse the label there. 15.2%. Yep. 15 yep. Look at that. That's outstanding. That is really cool. Yeah, and, and something to have you definitely no, got to sip. To have no heat in something that, that high is is really difficult to do because really that that's the issue to get into when you're having a lot of these higher alcohol beers is that, that burn, and that's what puts a lot of people off from this if definitely. they're not used to that. Because it, it, it's not as much of a burn as, you know, when we had New Holland and we were doing the whiskey and stuff. It doesn't have that kind of burn on the back end. Dang. But it's it's a notch below that sometimes you'll it's get It's not the burn these. like punishment either yeah. from oh. Stone. Is yeah. this, Derek, is this aged on uh, uh, barrels? Or? Brandy, it's aged in brandy, brandy barrels. Brandy barrels. Wow. Okay, yeah. so that's probably what's smoothing that out. Yeah. That's, that's taking yeah. a lot of the, the cutting the edge off yeah. of a lot of it. And that's really how, when you're getting into these high alcohol beers that you see, that's why typically you're going to see a lot of them aged in something, some kind of barrel of some sort. Because that's how you're bumping it up. And we did... Uh, the Utopias from Sam Adams, they actually had to age that in seven different barrels to be able to get everything. 
So, I mean, that, that was the issue with that, was aging in all these different barrels because it kept having to beef up the alcohol percentage. So it kept going up higher and higher. That's how you do that is doing the aging in the barrels. It'll take on some of those notes, whether it's whiskey or brandy. And then, as you said, sometimes some of these beers get so creative, they age in different style of barrels, give yeah. it different flavor, then mix them later on. Yeah. One's two years in oak barrels and three years in cognac barrels and mix them all together. And yeah. It's crazy just, flavors. It, it's taking all those different notes and putting it into something. You really have to have someone that's acclimated to each of those different things. And then you, we were talking about Rodenbach. Like you have to have someone that's interested in, in knowing the difference in the years because you're going to take blends because they'll have some sitting around in the, in the brew house that are you know almost up to 10 years old. So you're, you're going to want a, a percentage of things to have it be that flavor profile that you really want. So you have to have someone that knows, all right, what did this taste like 10 years ago? So it's, you have to have a palate memory basically built in and, and that, that takes time to develop something like that. And they, they develop all these different flavors from these different barrels and then people say, boy, that's awful expensive for that beer because yeah. it's, it's more than their regular line of good. But you know what? Think about all the processes that we're talking about today to do all that in a brew and pay people to do it and have all that information and do it. It's not like a regular brew. So that's why it's yeah. a little more. It's a lot more work. It's a lot more. It, it takes up all their space of their brewing, their barrels, that kind of stuff. So it is a little more costly, but boy, it's worth it. Yeah. This it is, all comes this down to time and space yep. for breweries. Yeah. Time and space. Because when you're when you're aging, you're tying up a lot of equipment for a lot of time. So, you know, a brewery could crank out seven different IPAs, let's say, over over a three month period. They can kind of get those and put them out and get them out for the masses. But when you're taking something like even let's say Dogfish had it, they have the 120 minute. That ties up equipment for a long period of time to get those high alcohol beers. So really, what that's doing is holding up production of something else. So they, that's why it winds up charging more because the time it takes to do all these things is is very difficult. And oh no, oh no, Freddie, <laughs> what Freddie just did. But anyway, He's uh, running for the hills. No, it, it takes all these different uh, knowledges of different backgrounds to be able to have these blends going on and have this understanding. And then you have to also get into understanding what it tastes like aging. Because if you're going to hold on to it as North Coast does with this, like they'll hold it in the brewery. Well, they're going to want to hold it back for a certain period of time. They don't want to go too long or too short because then it's not going to give what the brewer is intending it to, to flavor profile is intending it to have for the masses. So they're going to want to have that understanding of, all right, now is the time to let that out. So this is... This really gets into craft. It's like the cheese, the cheese commercial on the cheese. It's you know, you're not, not your time yet. Not mature not yet. Your time yet. Not mature. <laughs> it, it really gets into a full understanding of these things, and it, it can be really difficult because that that involves a whole different level of. So, Derek, where do I apply for a a, a beer aging taster <laughs> job that I can be the expert beer aging taster to have a palate memory? Well, the website you're going to go to. <laughs> But no, this is the, the seller reserve for Old Stock Ale is a little pricey uh, if you see it around. But because of that, they do it in really small batches. Like it says it right on the bottle how when they do it. When it's that limited and that much work involved, you're yeah, going to they, have to. They, they wind up charging it. more. But I mean, it's, it's worth every penny. It's one of those beers that I will absolutely say it, it is worth every penny you're going to put out for this beer. And it, it's one that's, especially with the impending fall season, this is a perfect beer to sit and sip on on like a cooler night like that. Ugh. And that's great to know. we got to take a short <laughs> little break here and pay some bills. When we come back, Billy, Dr. Johnny Blindside, uh, Dirty Derek, and myself will all speak with the author of Vintage Beer, Mr. Patrick Dawson, right here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Hear us pour. Get to the 
all-new Freedman's in Dunmore for their amazing sale going on now. Southern Tide men's clothing has been all marked down. Get up to 50% off men's t-shirts, sports shirts, and shorts. Stone Row sports shirts, regularly $175, are now just $19.99. Get up to 30% off Vineyard Vines women's clothing. Plus, check out the new fall arrivals, including Lisa Todd, and the back-to-school favorites, the classic saddle shoes, and the navy blue blazers. So stop by the all-new Freedman's Drinker Street Dunmore today. Attention homeowners, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans, and I have some important information for you regarding the U.S. government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. We've told you about HARP in the past, and more than 3 million homeowners have already taken advantage of this money-saving program. But there are so many more of you who could be saving $100 every month on your mortgage. And Quicken Loans is here to help you save your money. The home loan experts at Quicken Loans fully understand the HARP guidelines. If you weren't HARP eligible in the past, new guidelines could mean that now you are. Give us a call and we'll give you a Quicken Loans mortgage review. It's simple and easy. And for four years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Or go to quickenloans.com for a mortgage experience that's engineered to amaze. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Payment example excludes taxes and insurance calls for cost information. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Local CDL holders, come join the McLean Driver team as we celebrate driver appreciation at the Rail Riders home game Sunday, August 10th. See the McLean 120th anniversary tractor and trailer parked at PNC Field. Show us your license and receive two tickets to the game, a hot dog, chips, and soda. Meet McLean professional trainers and ask me, Jeff Walsh, about our benefits and $6,000 sign-on bonus. Or call John Hart at 570-330- 8400. Hey, it's back to school at Viewmont Mall, and your most wanted stores are now new for you. Express, American Eagle Outfitters, Aerie, The Limited, Bath and Body Works, Payless Shoes, and Journeys are all open in their new locations. Plus, all your favorite back-to-school shopping destinations like Gap, Old Navy, Charlotte Roos, and Aeropostale. Kick off your back-to-school shopping during our one-day sale event on Saturday, August 16th. Check out our website or Facebook page for exclusive offers. Something new is coming into view for Back to School at Viewmont Mall. Geico Motorcycle presents Reflections from the Road. Every time I rev my engine down an open stretch of road, I'm glad I switched to Geico Motorcycle Insurance. Because nothing feels better than saving money with Geico. Except maybe the time I saved a life. A squirrel's life. Gave that little feller mouth to mouth and then he bit me. On second thought, saving money with GEICO probably feels better. GEICO Motorcycle Insurance. See how much you could save. All right, we're coming here. We're back. We're not coming anywhere. And we have our guest on the line with us. He is... No, I don't want to do that. I want to do that. I almost I almost hung up on you, Patrick. He's learning how to work it. Patrick, first of all, we thought Patrick was calling in, but he didn't have a number. So I had to leave the studio. <laughs> Which usually helps. Call Mr. Dawson so I could give him the wrong studio number. <laughs> which was funny. So I thought I had came back here, and that's when you guys, oh, there he goes again. Because I looked up at the number, and the telephone is 855-777-1023. And I know everybody really don't give it. No one really gives a damn about that story, but what they do care about is this fabulous book, Vintage Beer, and the author is Mr. Patrick Dawson. Welcome to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Patrick. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, anytime. Mr. Derek, you want to take over this fine interview? Sure thing. Outstanding. Well, thank you, Patrick. We got all this sorted out finally. 
Uh, no, we, we, we've been talking about aging beer properly probably since the show's inception. It's, it's come up periodically because a lot of people have questions about, you know, what flavors are going to drop out? What beers can I age? Because I think a lot of people have the misconception when they hear of beer, they think, you know, light lager. The dates on all the, the uh, commercial yeah, beers. Yeah, the, the standard type stuff. And, like, and, you, and you say, oh, I have a 2009 bottle of, you know, and insert beer here. People kind of give you a weird look of like, because we're used to, you know, wine or even spirits. You know, a 20-year-old scotch is so sought after and things. But within beer, it, it's not a common thing for a lot of the people to really know about. So that's really when when this came up, it was a perfect thing to really get into a good discussion about this. So, really, I guess the best thing for people who aren't used to this is why would you want to age a beer, Patrick? Well, I think you really kind of nailed it. I mean, in, in the sense of like most people have not heard of this concept, and there's a reason. You know, I would say something like ninety nine percent of all beers out there right now should not be aged. You know. Mm-hmm you always hear beer should be drank as fresh as possible. You know, that's why you get your growlers filled and everything to get it right at the source. And that's because you almost all beers, what makes them special is going to be sort of young, vibrant flavors. Usually we're talking about like hoppy flavors or, or bright yeast flavors, things like that. But there is a small segment of beers that have some, some harsher aspects, let's say, um, when they're young, that when you age them, those harsh aspects are able to mellow, and as that happens, some new, unique sort of flavors come about that you wouldn't normally find in beer. You know, like flavor descriptors like cherry and port, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all sorts of dried fruits, raisins. You know, these these aren't flavor descriptors that you're normally talking about when you're drinking an IPA or yeah. something like that. Yeah. No, that, that, that's really what we wanted to get into was just showing that, you know, flavors change in the bottle. I think a lot of people think that once a beer is in a bottle, a beer is in a bottle and that's it. But it will completely change as it sits there and continues to really develop within everything. So w- within that, what what styles are really good for aging? Well, I think the general guideline that I like to give people is a beer needs to have, I call it one of the three S's. It needs to be strong, sour, or smoked. And basically what that high alcohol or that acidity or that the smoke phenols do is they essentially act as like a preservative that really slows the aging of a beer. And that slow aging is just key. It's, it's crucial to allowing some of those unique flavors that I was talking about to to surface it just like everything you know you hear about whiskey and wine you know you can't age something just overnight and it's going to be great like mm-hmm. these things usually take at least a, a year or more so you need you need a, a preservative that's really going to slow the aging down because if a beer ages too quickly if it doesn't have this preservative instead of getting some of these you know fun unique flavors you instead get just sort of stale Unpleasant flavors, um, uh, sort of thing. Yeah, stale. You, you know, stale when you taste stale when you eat an old <laughs> piece of bread or <laughs> potato chips or, or something like that. So you can't fast age uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as, as styles, you know, start thinking about that strong, sour, smoked. You know, we're talking barley wines and imperial stouts, Belgian quads. Those are all things that are going to fall into the strong category. You know, eight percent at least. Above ten percent is going to be even better. If you can find some of these, you know, crazy strong beers that are that are coming out now, um, you know, fourteen, fifteen percent 
all the better. We're doing uh, that here. Sour, you know, <laughs> lambic yeah, beers. It's rocket fuel Saturday uh, here. What not? Things like that. Yeah, that's that's what we're we we kind of uh, set the lineup around everything. We actually just finished off an old stock ale from North Coast, the 2011 is 15.2. So we're kind of uh, we're, we're falling in line with all that one. Yeah, I'm keeping my eye on them though. <laughs> I'm the designated driver today. So when, if yeah, that, that old stock right, it could go the distance. That thing, yeah. it is, it is, uh, it's brewed for for age for sure. I I just got to try like a ten year old bottle of that recently, and wow, it just keeps getting better and better the older it gets. Billy, did you have a question? Yeah, Patrick, this is Bill from the backyard ale house. How are you? I, I'm doing well. Yourself? Doing good. Had a quick question for you. Um, do, do brewers actually pick out maybe a special type of yeast that they're going to bottle condition a beer that's designed for aging to to uh, age with? I mean, is there is there specific yeast like they'll bottle condition with bread or something a little unusual? Yeah, there, there absolutely is. Um, and, you know, brewers, it, it, I can't totally speak for brewers. There's some brewers out there that, that love the concept of aging beer and totally embrace it. And those guys will oftentimes age the beers on site prior to being released, which is just an awesome concept. Um, there's other brewers where it's just more of like a happy accident. Um, Sierra Nevada is Bigfoot Barley Wine is a great example. You know, they never had any intention of that ever being aged. Um, but people started aging it anyway, and it just turned out really well. Um, but, yeah, as far as yeast strains, there, there definitely is, like, if you're looking at the, the strong categories, uh, for the most part, what you're going to want to look at is yeast strains that don't ferment the beer out totally dry. You basically want to have some residual sugars left over after fermentation. So, because as a beer ages, it sort of thins out over time. And those, those sugars will follow the suspension and the beer will start to dry out. So for it to still have some of that sweetness that makes these beers sort of special, you want to have almost too much sugar up front uh, when it when it's a young beer. You almost want it to be too sweet. Uh, so when you finally do get to drinking it a few years later, there'll still be something left there. So I know there's a lot of uh, brewers when they're they're making their barley wines and imperial stouts that that look for that aspect. Uh, sour beers are a whole other category. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot to play with. You really got to look at um, phenols and whatnot that are in, in your sour beer that sort of the, the funky, sometimes spicy, sometimes smoky notes that are in Belgian beers and, and sour beers. If you pitch wild yeast in there, like like a, a Brett, like Britannomyces yeast, it can do some really weird stuff to those phenols over time, which can be a good or a bad thing, depending on what's in there. So you got to really kind of look at your, your phenol profile uh, when selecting a, a Brett strain that's going to be still cranking in the bottle. Hey, Patrick, this is John. I just got a quick question for you on uh, people come up to me and ask me all the time uh, when you're talking about the strong category, IPAs, double imperial IPAs and that kind of stuff. What is the, the aging or, or whatever, uh, uh, you know, ideas on how far can you age them? If it's a double IPA, if it's a 10 or 12 or 14 percent double imperial IPA, what's what's the your ideas on that? Right, that that is an excellent question because that that falls right in the strong category, and you'd think about that. Oh, yeah, I should totally age that. Um, well, one of the things that I, I hit on a little bit earlier is, is 
as the beer ages, it's going to lose some of those vibrant, fresh flavors. One of those things being hops. That's one of the really big things to understand when you're choosing whether or not you should age a beer is to, to look at the hop presence. Because if it's a beer where that hop presence is just crucial to, to what makes that beer uh, delicious, drinkable, what, what, what have you, you really have to think, okay, well, if that hoppiness disappears, what what is going to be left? Is this still going to be a good beer? And I think for a lot of those double IPAs, those real strong IPAs, that's not going to be the case. They're, they're not going to have the, the malt structure, the yeast uh, character to really make those good beers to drink after that hop but character disappears. I, I guess other question is... And then on is, top of that, there's the other aspect to look at. That as the, the hoppy flavors disappear, the compounds, the isomerized alpha acids, they give bitterness to hoppy beers as it ages it is one of those things that creates stale flavors so it's it's kind of a twofold reason you wouldn't want to age uh ipas or, or double ipas okay I, I, so when you um do that there, there are a few that you can do and we've we've had a few but overall that's not a good thing the double ipas is that's what you're saying right 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 and you know i mean i i sometimes like to age them for maybe six months, three months, just to mellow some of that boozy hot, uh, alcohol bite out of it. And sometimes you get, you get those double IPAs and it's like, whoa, I mean, you taste every <laughs> yeah. bit of that 9%. Yeah. And uh, just a few months will really help to mellow that out. But I guess it, I don't like totally consider that like uh, like a vintage beer or anything like that. When it's just a few months old, but it, it, they could definitely benefit from from some. But there's there's always exceptions to the rule. Bigfoot's a great one, you know. People call Bigfoot a barley wine, and it is definitely like the quintessential American barley wine. But it is super super hoppy. Yeah. Um, but. It's one of those things where even as that hoppiness slowly fades, it's still enough uh, uh, different flavors in that profile that to make it a fun beer to drink. So if 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 we're if someone was out there and they wanted to cellar a beer, they wanted to age something. What would be some things that they need to have their cellar set for as far as temperature, light, and all that? How would you set something up to be able to sell our beers? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so. Things to look at are, are going to be light and temperature, like just like you, you hit on. Um, temperature is going to be usually the driving factor as far as where you would decide to, to age these beers. Um, you're going to want to look at the actual temperature as well as temperature stability. Um, so the actual temperature, what's going to be optimal is going to be about 55 degrees. Um, beers age faster the warmer they are and slower the colder they are. Um, so if you if you aged it at 80 degrees, that beer is going to age so fast that it's going to start taking on those staling flavors I, I'd mentioned. Um, but if you age it at 36 or 37, like your refrigerator temperature, it is just going to age at a crawl, and it is going to take forever. It's going to take you know, twice as long for, for the beer to do its thing, which I don't know about you guys, but I'm a pretty impatient person. I don't want to wait So 55 is kind of the happy medium. That being said, I know a lot of people don't have access to, to 55 degrees. You know, it's kind of a tough temperature. I'm lucky that my, I have an insulated crawl space. So it, it, goes it's basically between you know 50 in the winter and about 60 in the summer which i'm, I'm really lucky there uh so you can get wine refrigerators you can do things like that or i know lots of people that have had lots of success 
just aging beer in their house in a place where the temperature is relatively stable, like a, a closet that's not on an interior wall. You know, you maybe store it in like a an insulated box, like a, a styrofoam nice. box. And those beers... Over the first few years, I mean, they're going to age just fine. After that, they might age a little bit faster. It's just something to keep in mind. But I've had plenty of great beers that have been aged at 70 degrees. Like another good example is, you know, Hair of the Dog Brewery on Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Fantastic. They're yeah. known for making some of the most ageable, delicious beers of all time. They can go decades. Uh, they age their beer on site uh, for years. Lots of times, a lot of the beers that before they release them, and then they also have like a library of, of vintage beers you can buy at the brewery. Well, they age those right in the brewery. It's like seventy five degrees, and and those are absolutely delicious beers. So, I think with with those, yes, they probably aged faster, but they're just crafted well enough that that warmer temperature uh, hasn't ha- been as much of a, a hindrance. So maybe if you're going to be aging at, at 70 degrees or something like that, you maybe just want to choose uh, beers with, with real vintage pedigrees you know, that, that are known to age well. So car trunk is bad? So a, a car trunk is definitely a, not a place for aging beer. That's a fast Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what, Mr. Patrick Dawson, thank you very much for joining us. I'm glad we got through that confusion with your calling. You're a plethora of information. We'd love to have you back on the show. And uh, thank you for your time this morning, my friend. Absolutely. It was really great talking to you guys. You Have a well, good sir. one. Thanks, you too. Take care. Man. He is a pretty cool cat, oh, man. Yeah. He we could, could talk, talk for hours. Days. Yeah. We could talk for hours. I was going to say days. <laughs> and being that we got this book in this killer new Belgium uh, brewing uh, beer glass, <clears throat> give us a call, 1-855-777-1023. That is the helophone. I'm going to listen to a classic tune that really gets me pumped up. I don't care whether you dig it or not. Call, call in and get this book. I don't mean to cut you off, but call in That's and win this book. That's what I just said. Book. No, just I'm call saying. It. I am saying call in and win this book. You fight want, it out, boys. You you're want this to, book. You're going to have to fight me for yeah. it. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. If you don't call in, I'm going to give it to Billy, Go- <laughs> Billy Boy over there from Backyard Alehouse. This is Nick Gilder, classic Roxy Roller here on Fr- uh, yeah, Freddy's Closet. I almost said. Ah, oh, oh, Beer no. Geeks Radio. <laughs>
one of my favorite songs of all time. Legendary Nick Gilder, Roxy Roller, here on the Sports Hub 102.3. I almost said Freddie's Closet again, man. <laughs> Jeez, it's a Beer come Geeks on. radio hour. All right, I said the number too fast. Is that what you're trying to say? I, I, I believe so because oh, I, I, I know the number I'm looking at. All it, right, 1 And to sweeten this pot up, I don't want to open up the Ranger roll here, Billy Goat <laughs> Billy Boy. It's a backyard alehouse t shirt. It's killer and it's wrapped wonderfully, man. I'll throw this in with that wonderful book, Vintage Beer, in this killer New Belgium brewing beer glass. 855-777-1023. All right, man. I think because... <laughs> Thanks, Derek. So I just wanted to clear that so up. So drink some beers, man. So, yeah, we're moving on now. now this is the, the oldest one that we have. Now, this is from BrewDog. This is their Riptide Imperial Stout. This is from 2009. This is actually batch one of this beer. This is the Twisted Merciless Stout. Yeah. This is this is their Imperial Stout. Now, the one thing I will say, this this is actually a beer that we had when we did our, our beer dinner a few months ago at Exit 190 with, with Chef Gene. Nice. We actually had this beer pairing up. Now, I had a bot. The, the, the thing that we didn't even have time to get into this with Patrick, with, with uh, the caps, the issue with some of the caps, the way the bottle caps are, is they'll leak oxygen. So now it, it kind of can go bottle by bottle with some of these beers with how they're going to be. I've had bottles of this exact batch that kind of took on, uh, you know, dried fruit, like red fruit characteristics. I had ones that were very chocolatey and coffee. And so it, it really is a bottle by bottle thing when you're getting into some of these aged beers, unless you dip them in wax, that really keeps the oxygen from leaking out. But, you know, we're definitely going to have Patrick back on because there is so much more that oh, we can yeah. really get into. Acidity. Definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's, we can, you got to stand the beer up. We, we can make, make sure this like a year-long series of Patrick calling in every week. But there, there's just so much within this. But really within this bottle, now th- this is uh, this is its own bottle unto itself. So, I mean, I really, we're going to have to go back case by case with this, as I said, because this is... We have to drink all those beers. Yeah, this, oh, is, this, is, <laughs> this is five years old. So, I mean, you're going to really get into some of these uh, issues within this of, of how the oxygen leaked and what let it in and, and the flavors you're getting. So, what, what are you guys getting out of this one? I'll throw that out there. One thing that's really surprising me is when I poured it out, the head that popped up. Yeah, yeah. You know, you wouldn't expect to hold the carbonation. A, a, yeah, yeah. You would yeah. not, ex- you know, you would not expect a four-year-old beer to, you know, usually you get a little bit of lacing on the outside of the glass, but to pour a one-inch finger head is amazing. Is, is, as uh, Patrick told us, you know, that it's going to mellow the flavor out. So this, for being such a strong stout, um, very creamy, very, uh, very yeah. smooth and and rich. It's very. And this is one of those stout. Like the, the way this tastes to me is like I still get some of the, the coffee. I do get a little bit of the red fruit out of this one. Now, when we went to this the beer dinner, the ones I got that we had there, to, to me, I got all chocolate and coffee. This, I get a little bit out of the red fruit. I actually get a little, you know, this is kind of off-putting to me, a little bit of the soy sauce flavor coming out of this. And then that's kind of a uh, uh, showing of some oxidation coming through out of this. But, I mean, that's, you know, you're going to have that with the bottle. I don't I don't have this dipped in wax. This has been sitting in my cellar. And well, I start have, dipping them in wax. I have, what's the matter with you? <laughs> I actually have a proper cellar. I have no light coming into my beer cellar. Everything sitting there at ambient temperature, except in my beer fridge, which my uh, my lovely wife loves that I Derek's have a separate beer fridge. Beer fridge. <laughs> I have a beer fridge yeah. unto myself, so she loves that one every month when I get the electric bill. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it really takes on some of these characteristics. It, it's still smooth. I mean, it's still, if you gave me this bottle and said this was brewed a couple months ago, it, it wouldn't, it doesn't have any old characteristics. It doesn't have any that stale cardboard flavor, as Patrick was talking about, that can kind of really show themselves as beer ages. It can kind of get that flat, 
dough. That, that's what you do not want out of an aged beer is a cardboard characteristic of, of flavorlessness. You want some spicy cardboard if you're eating cardboard. Yeah. That's the whole thing. <laughs> you idea. want to flavor your cardboard yeah. if you're going to gnaw on it. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Flavored cardboard. Can't beat that with a wooden stick or lick it with a nine-inch tongue. God. That's you wouldn't want truth. to. You would not want to. Well, boys, we got about two and a half minutes if you have another oh, beer we there. Can, we have one more beer. Let's do it. Hetty said that. Hetty. What? All right. So this this last one, this is from Thirsty Dog Brewery. Huh. This is their Wolver Wee Heavy Ale. Now, this is another one that's a little high octane. This is 12% alcohol. I love this guy. Lovely to rush this one in at the end. Um, Thirsty Dog, we, we actually did uh, Siberian on here before, which was a bourbon barrel-aged stout. This is a bourbon barrel-aged Scottish Wee Heavy. So this is going to be a little more, uh, the, the Wee Heavy style is a little more malt-forward. Uh, now, I've, I have not actually had this this batch before. Um, some of the Wee Heavies can kind of use the uh, the peat malt, which kind of gives a smoky flavor that some people can find really off-putting. Right. So... I don't know. How, how does this one hold up, John? I'm smelling it now. It's got a lot of the bourbon coming through. This, this is this is last year's batch. So it's a, a you know, compared to some of the other ones, a little bit younger. But definitely it, can taste that 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 scotch wee heavy yeah. flavor in it that has a <laughs> it's kinda like sticky. Yeah, you get a lot of vanilla and coconut out of the aroma as you would from from the, the bourbon barrel aging. I mean I, I of most of the beers, you know, that the age in barrels, I love the bourbon barrel because I like I like coconut and vanilla. Some oh, people find yeah. that some people find oh, that flavor off putting. Oh, what do you think, Billy Boy? I think it's delicious. Yeah, oh, is... he's got two hands on that glass too. Oh, yeah. Guarding it with my life. <laughs> Guys, I hate to say this, but Very I think smooth. I did something to the phone to be honest with you. Oh. I didn't want to say anything. There's a good possibility that I might have done something. <laughs> I just got to look and see what buttons I so pushed. How, I know how, I hit a bunch of buttons. Next week, then we'll throw out. People get two glasses. We're going to have Freddy's phone. We'll throw, out a, we'll throw out a nice, a really nice thing. Yeah, Derek, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy right now. Yeah, will throw in a couple seconds. We'll throw out. We'll throw out. We'll get something really nice for everybody next week. Excellent. Sounds good. I did something. A few lights should be on here. But they're not. <laughs> so I got to uh, figure that out, man. Big time. Go. All right. Is this our final beer here? This is our final beer. We're ending on a high note with this. This has that awesome. really nice malt characteristic, but it's balanced. When you're going to age a beer in bourbon, you need to, the bourbon barrel, you're going to need to find something that can hold up to that really strong, pungent flavors that come right. through from that. And, and uh, the Scottish Wee Heavy style is perfect for that because it's a really strong malt bill. You get a whole ton of complex flavors coming through, and that's what you want when you're going to throw something in a bourbon barrel. You cannot throw an IPA into a bourbon barrel unless it's a really beefed-up uh, founders threw their double trouble into one a while ago and did that. But you, you really yeah. have to be careful when you're throwing certain flavor, uh, certain beers into a bourbon barrel. Don't be throwing your beers into yeah. the bourbon barrel. You bear. got it. All right, guys. We got a lot to talk about wrapping up Oof. here. I want to say thank you to Celtic Cabinetry and Millwork Rear Broad Street in Pittston, <laughs> 205 Broad Street. Stop in, say hello to David. Check him out on Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. And give him a call if you want. But I think you got to stop in and just see him at the showroom. Rear, 205 Broad Street in Pittston. Thank you very much for being part of the show. Billy jumping in here, man. Man, he's What's back. Up? He Good is to be back, back from Backyard <laughs> Alehouse. Now, we just made a plan. Dr. John, 
Dirty Derek and myself, we're going to go hang out with Billy, stop by and say hello. We're going to kick around some cool events that we're going to have in the near future at Backyard Ale House. When, when will we be there, Freddie? Wednesday night. Don't bust my balls. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. I have a lot of stuff that I'm, pops I, in I now know, and then. I'm just trying to help your brain process All right, things. and we're going to talk about putting on a Backyard Ale House Huey Lewis Festival. Love it. Featuring John Kennedy. <laughs> All right. Oh, cool I am there. I'm front row. Dirty Derek will be there with us as well, and it's always a lot of fun here doing the Beer Geeks. Patrick Dawson, you were fabulous. Oh, great. Um, we'll Love give away back. the book next week. Hopefully, Billy, you're going to be jumping in with us next week. That's if you're it. in town, that's Drinking good Drinking the stuff, awesome man. sauce. Drinking the awesome <laughs> stuff, and we might, the awesome sauce, and we might actually have an appearance from the one and only uh, Mr. Chef Gene Philbin, and, which would be cool as well. And next week, let me just throw a little preview. Right. We are doing Brooklyn Brewery next week. Cool. We are having a call-in by the one and only... Garrett Oliver, head brewer at Brooklyn Brewery, and uh, we're going to have a treat. We're going to yeah. have a signed book we're from not him worthy. to give away. Not a yeah. signed book. That's we're going to have a signed book from him to give away from the brewmaster's table. It's it's going to be another fantastic show with yeah. some of the best beers that we're going to ever have on the show. And it's some be of the coolest minds locally. I got to give it to you guys. Really killing it this week, man. I actually feel pretty smart sitting behind <laughs> us. You know what I mean? So it's good time stopping and see us at the Yale House, uh, Linden Street in downtown Scranton. We're going to kick it around with Billy and have some fun. That's going to be a blast. Dr. Johnny Blindside's going to be there telling us about his weekend <laughs> And you can, you can always sure go to beergeeksradio.com. Yeah. You can listen to our past episodes on there. We'll get this one up. Usually I have them up by Monday, Tuesday. You can stream some past episodes to so get up yeah. there and you can follow us on all the old social medias on there too. Sounds cool to me. For the Billy Go, for Dr. Johnny Blindside, Dirty Derek, I am the insignificant significant one. Consider yourselves all dealt with.